He never got his beer. Stratton imagined her pushing open the door of Hampton's flat and standing hypnotized before she began to scream. He shuffled the papers until he found her statement. Scanning to the end, he read, My dad says it's the coloreds that do these things. The office door swung open and a large man he recognized as P.C. Jellicoe, two days into his new post he hadn't got all the names down yet, appeared with a cup of tea and a rock bun on a plate. Hot, ain't it? Here you go. The voice was an exaggerated cockney, the London equivalent of the country dweller's exaggerated yokel act put on for strangers. And there was a sort of menacing joviality about it, as if daring him to pull rank. Stratton wondered if he'd been put up to it, as the first appointment of a superintendent who'd only been there a year himself he was bound to be an object of suspicion, especially as his first task was to investigate a crime that the natives had failed to solve. P.C. Jellicoe, who'd put the tea and bun on the table, nodded encouragingly. Thought you might like a cuppa after your lunch. Thanks, said Stratton. He took a sip of the tea and picked up the rock bun. Just like Mother used to make. Stratton took an experimental bite and encountered a concrete-like substance. Yes, if Mother was a bricklayer, still it's the thought that counts. No snorts of laughter from outside, so it obviously wasn't a set-up, just Jellicoe having a sniff round the newcomer and presumably reporting back. Jellicoe studied him in a manner that made him think of a man trying to decide whether a piano would fit through a doorway. After a moment, his face broke into a grin. They are a bit of a facer. Pointing at Stratton's map, he added, That's where that bloke Hampton was done a couple of Saturdays ago, isn't it? Stratton, well aware that Jellicoe knew exactly what he was looking into, took this to be an olive branch of sorts and said, That's right, Colville Terrace. What that little lot, Jellicoe nodded at the papers on the desk, won't tell you is that all round there, Colville Terrace, Colville Road, Poist Terrace, Poist Square. Most of them houses belong to Danny Perlman. He's got quite a lot in St. Stephen's Gardens, too, indicating the street with a stubby finger. And Chepstow Road, Westbourne Gardens, Pembridge Square. Got a bloody great mansion in Hampstead, I heard, and he drives about in a roller full of blondes. Hampton was one of the rent collectors. But... Jellicoe heaved a big, puffy sigh. It's a disgrace, really. Not saying it hasn't always been a problem round there. Chippos and all sorts. More your criminal class than your working class, if you see what I mean. But now, with the darkies everywhere, it's got to be the worst slum in London. Some of them club together and buy a house, and then they want the tenants out so they can bring in their own sort. We had a Nigerian bloke a couple of weeks ago trying to evict a bunch of Irish. Brawling in the street, they were. Furniture thrown about all over the place. And what with that business in Nottingham over the weekend, coloured stabbing, whites and all sorts. The chief constable said that wasn't a racial riot, said Stratton, who had spent quite a lot of the previous Sunday morning reading about the milling mob of fifteen hundred people who'd rampaged through the streets of St Anne's. Jellicoe sniffed. Not a racial riot, my arse. Wouldn't have happened if the darkies hadn't been there. Anyway, bit different from your old patch in the West End, isn't it? In other words, thought Stratton, let's see what you can do in a really tough manner, glamour boy.
Jellicoe did have a point, though. Stratton's old division, C, St. James's, Soho, and the surrounding area, certainly had its problems, and a fair amount of poverty as well, but there wasn't anything that approached the unrestrained squalor he'd seen on his brief tour of the Colville and Poes area. Perlman's got a club up west, too, said Jellicoe, but you'd know about that. I don't, actually. Jellicoe looked surprised. It's called Maxine's. Stratton had only once glimpsed Maxine's plush interior, but he knew it, and its smart clientele, by repute. I know Maxine's. It's in Water Street. I didn't know it was his, though. Jellicoe nodded. Him and another bloke. He's got another club in Earl's Court. Rumours of unlicensed gambling, though he's never been had up for it. Sounds as if he's doing all right for himself. Not short of a bob or two, that's for sure. At least Stratton thought when Jellicoe...